Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning, love. How are you? Mm. Good morning, good morning. I want to say good morning to all of you guys who do not speak but are watching. I know that you are watching. <laughs> and we just want to say thank you and we appreciate you too. Some of you guys are quiet and you don't engage the live, but you are there and you are family and you are precious to us. You are precious to me, and you are precious to God, and I appreciate you, and I just needed you to know that this morning. Y'all hit me up later, or when you need something, or when you need a prayer, and you may not be as vocal, but you're listening, and you're learning, and I so appreciate you. I promise I do. Take your place. Jesus. Thank you, Vanessa, for sharing. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? That song goes in my spirit again this morning. I want to direct the choir. Till there's only you. My God. Good morning. Hey, Chala. Hey, Sharon. How you doing, Sharon? Sharon, I ain't seen you in so long. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Dre. Dre, I miss you. I need to hug you. Squeeze you tight. <laughs> good morning. Mm, got good car. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your girl, Ella MJ, and it's such a blessing to be here today. That was Wide as the Sky with Isabel Davis. I'll be back in the studio um, next week, and I cannot wait. I miss the studio. It's a part of purpose for right now in my life, so I can't wait to get back into the studio. The boys are just about, oh, Drew, don't say you know how I, you know I'm too sensitive for that. You know I will where y'all are don't do me like that. I need to hug you. We got to figure this out. If I got to show up at your job, I will come hug you. I need to hug you. Oh my god, don't do that. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. Well, good morning, good morning. If you're just coming in, do me a favor. Go share the video live. Drop it in someone's hands. Hey, 
There go another one of my loves. Hey, Melissa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you. Dre, I love you so Girl, I love you so much. <laughs> my God. Melissa, I love you so much. My God. My God. You got to know the story. Good morning. How y'all doing? Coming on in. My God. My God. My babies. My loves. My God. How y'all doing? Hey, Kai. You another one. My goodness. Hey, Vanessa. How y'all doing this morning? Hey, Tammy. I just, man, some personal connections. If you allow God to do what he needs to do, <laughs> I can't, I will, Brandy, I will show up, I will show up, I promise I will, I love to hug, and anybody who knows that, knows that I hug you from my soul, so I don't just do a little church pat, like I will hug you from my soul, I promise you I will, so don't tell me that, I'll try to figure out how I can get to Dallas and back today, good morning, do me a favor, hey, we just chiming in this morning, Go, woo, that's family, Go share the video right now. Go put it in someone else's hand. Drop it in someone's inbox. God has a word for us this morning. We're going to already take authority right now over the airways. We plead the blood of Jesus right now over the airways that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. There will be no interruption this morning. We thank you that this video is getting into every person's hands inbox youtube channel that's supposed to have it this morning we thank you it's circulating can i tell y'all so i'm gonna tell you a couple things and then we're gonna get into word one I went to the podcast channel. If you didn't know, we have a podcast channel. Coffee and Conversations is on Google Podcasts. It's on Apple. It's just a little bit of everywhere. Well, when you go over to Anchor and you look, it shows you all the countries that we've been impacting. We've been in North. Somebody's been watching from Sweden. Somebody's been watching from North Korea. We've been impacting and touching every different, all these different countries. So thank you to all of you who make this possible, who share the video, um, who um, help. Like I started reading the list, countries that I would have never even thought we were in. People are listening to the devotional. See, we take it for granted that we can worship Christ openly. These countries are not necessarily able to worship Christ openly. So I'm like, man, if they're on the podcast, if they're on the app and they're able to get the, the list just kept growing. And I was like, we have listeners there. We have listeners there. So man, I know Tammy, that's what I said. Talking about international impact. I was, my eyes got big. The second thing I need to tell you, and when I get bold enough to share it, I will. But my Judah J preached his first sermon on Sunday. And it was, when I tell you, we didn't know it was going down because people were fussing, going, how come you didn't invite me? He, he had asked me all Sunday, could he preach? He's been talking about preaching. 
and he talked to Apostle Sunday. He's like, will you let me preach? And Apostle asked him, what did he have to share? He shared it with Apostle. Apostle gave, gave him seven minutes. And when I tell you that little nine-year-old boy preached on thanks, read his scripture, shared his stories, and encouraged us all, I was more than blessed. And when I get bold or when I feel like it's not too personal, I may put a tidbit of it out on social media so that you can see it. Just ask me. Y'all might see him again. He asked me, could he teach here on Coffee and Conversations? He was like, Mom, can I teach Coffee and Conversations? So I might let him teach Coffee and Conversations soon. But I've been telling him, you've got to study the word more. And he's like, that's fine. I'm cool with studying. So y'all just keep him lifted. He preached his very first sermon, which I don't expect him to see him do anything less and he just blessed the house Sunday. So it was such a pressure. So keep us covered in prayer and keep us lifted up. Hey, don't forget, we got feed the streets. The Lord is faithful. Somebody stood in agreement and prayed with me because we were supposed to see rain and all of that this weekend. And now we are going to see sunshine or it's going to be a little bit cloudy. So Saturday, feed the streets. If you want to come out, you want to volunteer, get connected with us. We'd love to. If you're not here, you can sow a seed. Um, it goes directly to feed the streets. Uh, Brandy Clark Hill, thank you for that. Um, and the families and the people we impact. I told you last time, I think we were able to give out 75 meals and kits and all of that great stuff. So don't forget, Feed the Streets is this weekend. Y'all ready for the word? Let's get in the word. We're going to get into the word. I'm excited about the word. I'm excited about teaching the word today. Um, I work up, woke up with so much revelation, and I understand this morning why God keeps saying to us, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to slow down. I need you to eat more slowly. Who's ever wolfed their food before? <laughs> well, usually when you wolf your food, you don't even taste your food, right? You don't even taste your food. You're just shoving food in, which also leads to overeating. Uh, and sometimes we think overeating is what's doing it for us, but it's not overeating. So let's pray. Yes, Tammy, prayers are answered. Let's pray and let's watch the revelation of the word manifest in our lives today. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your people today. I thank you for their steadfastness. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for knowledge. I thank you for revelation. I just thank you for all things. I thank you for who you are in our lives. I just thank you, Father God, that the blessing of Lord is rich upon our lives. And we know without a doubt that comes with no sorrow. We thank you, Father God, for the power that comes in your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord God. We just thank you for love and peace and grace and mercy, Father God. Now, angels go before us today, Lord God. We thank you. Favor go before us today, Lord God. Let your word take root in us, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to make the Holy Spirit your, our very best friend. We thank you, Father God, for the witness of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for Jesus Christ dying on the cross, my God. Holy Spirit, we just invite you in, into our lives, into our homes, on our jobs, in our relationships. We thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to build a 
relationship with the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, for divinely connecting us, for bringing us in, my God, for your righteousness, for your grace, for your mercy, for your peace, for your truth. My God, Adonai, we love you and say thank you. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. We say thank you, thank you, thank you. You are a just God. You are an amazing God. Thank you for favoring us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for giving us the activities of our limbs. Thank you, Father God. Father God, I plead a special prayer over all my school teachers that are returning this week and next week. We thank you, Lord God. You're giving them strength and you're giving them vigor, Lord God, and that they realize the blessing that they are, Father God, to the realm, to the mountain of education. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your glory. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. We plead the blood of Jesus over this day, over te every text, every phone call, every email email, Father God, every conversation we had. We thank you, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit is leading us in all we do. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. So, whew, good morning. Good morning. If you're just tuning in, do me a favor. Go share the video right live right now. Go drop it off. Put it in someone's hands and let the Lord lead you. Well, so, and, and it's not a forced thing. I was laughing the other day as we've been talking about life by the spirit um, and living life by the spirit, how important to live life by the spirit. We, we, we were taking this journey and I know why God labeled this the grave robber series. I think this is the longest series that I've ever taught, but I know what he's doing. I see the resurrecting power of Jesus Christ working in our lives like right now. I know because I'm being transformed daily. I'm being transformed daily. Like every morning that I wake up, something is happening. Something is moving. I'm getting more revelation. And so I want to share a few things with you this morning as I was prepping and in my personal study time about living more by the spirit and not in the flesh. See, life in the spirit is not legalistic. It's not legalistic. Life in the spirit is not legalistic. And so we learned legalism and we learned to be confident in our flesh and our skills and our talents and our abilities. We learned that from the Pharisees, from the Sadducees, from our parents, um, from people who told us to just stick to the rules. But can I tell you something? If you always live according to the law or a legalistic, or you're always sticking to the rules, you're never going to learn to live by the spirit of God. You're never going to learn to live by the spirit of God. See, the spirit of God will be inconceivable to you. Come on, Holy Spirit. You won't understand. You'll never learn to live by the spirit of God. It'll be inconceivable for you. You can't understand what the spirit is telling you because the flesh has been lying to you for so long. And so you continuously to trust what the flesh is saying over what the spirit is saying to you. So the flesh going to tell you something is okay. The flesh is going to connect you to sin. The flesh is going to not open the door for you to receive things by faith. And I'm going to show this to you this morning. So I hope you got pen. I hope you got paper. I hope you're jotting this down. Let's go over to Romans 8, 2 and 4. We know we've been here, but I need to backtrack here. And it says, and because you belong to him, my God, him, who is him? 
My God, because you belong to him and we're talking about Jesus Christ, because the first part of the scripture says there is no condemnation in Christ. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sin. He did this so that the, that the just requirement of the law will be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. So our sinful nature is that carnal nature. It's that legalistic nature. It's that nature that makes us think that works did it. Somebody say, Jesus, read me. Jesus, Freed me from the law of sin and death. You have got to get the revelation of this. You have got to get the revelation of this. Because if you don't understand the revelation of this, you're going to continue to live a life full of legalism. And you're not going to understand a life in Christ. A life in Christ or a life according to the spirit teaches us to experience the supernatural life, but not only in heaven. This is not just about everlasting life. This is not just about us going to heaven. This is not just about us experiencing the afterlife. This is about us experiencing life in Christ, heaven here on earth earth heaven here on earth thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven but a lot of times we get caught up in a lot of legalities and we're missing what god has been trying to show us in the spirit let's go over to matthew 12 and 35 I love this. It says a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And this is Jesus speaking. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment for every idle word you speak. The word you say will either acquit you or condemn you. And if we back him up, Jesus told him, he said, a tree is going to be identified by its fruit. If it's a tree, if a tree is good fruit, it's going to produce good. If a tree is bad fruit, it's going to be produced bad. And then he called him a brood of snakes. <laughs> Jesus was so gangster. He called him a brood of snakes. And what he was saying to him, if you're going to continue to live this legalistic life, or if you're going to continue to live by legality, then guess what? You're not getting ready to experience the freedom that comes from a life in Christ. And guess what else you're not going to do? You're not going to live by faith. My God, carnal mind keeps you from living by faith. You got you to gotta understand that the carnal mind keeps you from living by faith. It keeps you living by your own degrees, by your own... It, it's not, it's not going to produce anything from you for you for death. It's going to keep you living in a system. Come on now. We've been working through this the last few weeks. It's going to keep you living in a system. It's going to keep you living in a set place. It's not going to increase you. You're not going to live according to the capacity of what God has put in you. That's why we won't produce the things that we need to produce because we're still living by this legalistic, justified, fleshly life that is only going to produce, come on now, after its own 
kind. You sow to the spirit, you reap to the spirit. You sow to the flesh, it's going to reap to the flesh. I want to read something. So you're not going to live, you're not going to position yourself and you're not going to begin to live by faith. So it's not just I'm living by the spirit and it's spooky spiritual and all this other stuff. If I don't live by the spirit, I'm not going to live in faith. I'm not going to live in faith because I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to trust systems. I'm going to trust other people. I'm going to trust my degrees. I'm going to trust what the, the world has told me. I'm going to trust what the church and the world has told me. And so we're going to put ourselves in a position to trust those things more than we trust the spirit. Legalistic thinking only produces after its own kind. Rules only produce after its own kind. So Romans 1 and 17, that's where we're going next. It says, this good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. The enemy does not want you to get this information because he knows you will free yourself and you will begin to trust God more and you will begin to live by faith and you will not begin to live by legalism and you won't begin to think it's about me earning it. And I'm going to show you just that in just a second. Go over to Galatians. Hope you got your Bibles. That's why I tell you, you need your Bibles, especially when we do all this tech stuff. Go over to Galatians. Hold on, I'm flipping slow. Come on, Bible. Galatians, we're going to go over to Galatians. Galatians, show up for me. There you go. Hold on. We're going to go over to Galatians. Why are you not acting right? Am I going to have to use the flip? We, there we go. We're going to go over to Galatians. 3 and 11, and it says here, uh, so it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say it is through faith that a righteous person has life. This way of faith is very different from the way of law, which it says it is through obeying the law that a person has life. Legalism has taught you to obey the law. Carnal thinking teaches you to obey the law. Carnal thinking thinking teaches you you only live by the rules and the systems of this world. You want faith for nothing. Come on now. You want faith for nothing. You won't believe God beyond the capacity of what you have. You won't trust God beyond the capacity of what you have. You won't sow beyond the capacity of what you have. You won't think beyond the capacity of what you have. You won't live in the supernatural realm. You won't live. You won't believe that favor goes before you and policies, rules, and regulations are reversed to your advantage. I remember one time I was like, well, how do we all have favor? And God was like, we all have favor if we're all understanding our righteousness and that you're not bound by this world legalistic system. You won't believe God for anything different. Come on now. If you're going to live life by the flesh and it's like, wait a minute, I've been living this life wrong. or I've been living this life inside the confinements of what somebody told me life was inside the confinements of what somebody told me life was go to Hebrews 10 and 38. And it says, and my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure, 
my God, and anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls are saved. Anytime we live according to the flesh, we turn away from God. I need God too much. I need God too much. I hope you're getting this. I need God too much. Living by the law teaches you to only live by you. It teaches you to live by what you taste, by what you touch, by what you see, and by what you hear. You cannot live in faith if you're trusting what you taste, what you touch, what you see, and what you hear. Uh, one of my favorite lines from a Star Wars, Star Wars movie is, don't trust your eyes for they can deceive you. And that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's what he told him when he was in training. He said, don't trust your eyes. But you see, the Jedi force was teaching them to live by the spirit and not trust just what? They were retraining them. I love Star Wars because if they were already the chosen, it was already inside them. It was already inside them and it was up to the mature ones to teach them how what was in them needed to come out. So if we're going to live by the law, you're only going to live by what you taste. You're only going to live by what you touch. You're only going to live by what you see here. And if you live like this, you're only going to live by what you feel. Can I tell you something? Living by your feelings and your emotions going to have you jacked up. Living by your feelings and your emotions. Are, it's going to have you jacked up. Your feelings will have you walk out on a situation you ain't even got no business walking away from. Your feelings was going to have you, is going to have you disconnecting from things you have no business disconnecting from and connecting. Your feelings will lead you to the pit of hell. I feel him in my spirit. Your feelings will lead you to a pit of hell leads you connected and in the wrong relationships and doing the wrong way. I told you yesterday when, when we judge ourselves and I need to show you that in the scripture, when we judge ourselves or when we think we're doing good in the heart, we think we're doing good in the heart. We've established that we're doing it in the heart, but the Lord is, has not said that we're doing good in the heart. A man would think his ways are right. And God is like, that is not the right way. Get your butt back over here into the spirit realm. So if you're going to live according to your to, to your flesh, you're going to live by certain rules. When you live according to your spirit, it defies all the rules. It defies all the rules. When you have faith-filled thinking, it defies all the rules. Remember yesterday I told you, I said, remember the just, okay? I told you, I said, the just shall live by faith. The just shall let me explain to you again what the just means. It's exactly proportion. Come on now. Properly positioned, full and complete to the standard of God and man. So if we're the just and we're living by, the, by faith, we're properly positioned and complete according to the standard of God and not according to the standard of man. So I told you comparison is a dangerous game. Comparison is a dangerous game. That's why it's important for us to learn to have a relationship with Christ, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus versus living according to what we've been taught. 
you're, you're confined. Come on, Holy Spirit. You're confined when you live according to your flesh. You're confined to these parameters. You're confined to what the world says. So can I tell you something? Then when the world doesn't agree with you or when the world doesn't like you anymore or when the world doesn't want you to operate in a certain realm, then the world is going to dictate how far your success goes. The world is going to dictate how far your success goes. That's why I always see people fall. That's why businesses fail. Any business that is lived in the flesh and not according to the spirit is going to, my God is going to deceive you and it's going to limit how far you can live. It's going to limit how far you can live. It's only going to allow you to live according to what the world. That's why sometimes you see major corporations, major businesses rise and then all of a sudden, boom, they crash. And you're trying to figure out what happened. They were living so successful. Well, a life, a life by the Spirit is going to tell you to pull out the stock market at a certain time. A life by the Spirit is going to tell you which way you're going to turn in your business. A life by the Spirit is going to tell you when to start your business. Living a life by the Spirit is going to be contrary to the life that you live by the Spirit. So you already, a just man may fall seven times, but a just man is going to get back up. Why? Because the spirit is going to encourage you. The spirit is going to love on you. The spirit is not going to condemn you. The spirit is going to bring you into all truth. Yep. Y'all remember it. A life by the flesh is going to kill out. It's going to kill your purpose. It's going to kill your plan. It's going to kill your relationships. It's going to kill absolutely everything you connected to because it doesn't want you to live according to Jesus Christ. It wants you to live according to the world standard of living because it knows you will tap out if you live according to what the world says. You're going to tap out. You're only going to receive so much, right? You're only going to receive so much. So this living life by the spirit is also what's going to produce our success. But can I tell you the most important thing that I began to understand is living life by the spirit teaches us to live by grace. It teaches us to live by grace. It's going to show us how to live by grace. I need to give you these couple of scriptures and you don't understand this. If you don't understand God's grace, you're never going to live by faith and you're going to spend too much time worrying about whether or not you make the wrong decision. Because even if you make the wrong decision, grace steps in and takes the thing over. Even if you make the wrong decision, grace steps in and takes things over. If you don't ever understand, if you keep living in these confinement, if you keep living in these bounds, if you won't trust the Holy Spirit to leave you, you're never gonna get to experience the grace of God like you need to. So you end the confinement of what this world, the world ain't got no grace for you. The world ain't got no mercy for you. The world is brutal. But if you learn to live by the Spirit, then you're gonna learn to trust and live by grace. The explosiveness that you need to be experiencing is only through his grace. It only comes with his grace. It's not by these set of man-made rules that limit your capacity and say you could only... That's why you see supernatural things defy the odds. See, if you don't understand his grace, you're not going to get healed. 
Because you'll be still condemning yourself or trying to figure out why you're sick. <laughs> if you don't understand this case, you're not going to get healed because you're going to think you're limited to what the doctors say. You're not going to receive riches. You're not going to receive wealth. You're not going to walk into your wealth new place. You're not going to think you're impactful if you don't understand his grace. You've got to find the grace. And the only way that you're going to be able to find the grace is that you understand who he is through Christ Jesus. Well, that ain't identified according to no rules. That ain't identified according to rules because the rules are going to tell you you're not worthy enough. The rules are going to tell you you can't be redeemed. The rules are going to tell you it's not going to work again because you don't understand his grace. You don't understand his grace. Grace gives us a different avenue and a different way to live life. Let's go to Ephesians 2, um, 8 and 9. And it says this, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. Can I tell you something else? A life by the spirit, a life by the spirit doesn't allow anyone to get credit, not even yourself for what God needs to do. A life by the spirit doesn't allow anyone, my God, anyone to get credit for what God is going to do. It says God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things that he planned for us long ago, long ago. So it's not, it's not about your acts. It's not about those things that you need to do. It's not about how many times you go to church. It's not about how many times you serve. It's not about how much you pray because even when you're lacking grace steps, Oh, y'all gonna make me beat on my wall. Even when you're lacking, grace will step in. Even when you're lacking, grace will position you. Even when you're lacking, grace will favor you. Even when you're lacking, grace will move upon the heart of man to do what he needs to do for you. Why? Because that's what comes by living and understanding what grace does for you. Galatians 2 and 21, it says, it says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless for if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there would be no need for Christ to die. That's why the enemy don't want you to, to get this message. That's why the enemy won't, don't want you attached to no people full of grace. That's why the enemy don't want you in the position to receive what you need to do. That's why he keeps trying to keep you rule bound and confined to spaces and confined to certain people and only in certain places and with a certain mindset. Because if he, he knows if you ever get the grace, my, my, my God, he knows if you ever get the grace, you'll break out. You'll understand. You'll understand even if I try something and I mess up, grace steps in. You'll understand that even if this the thing in life of the spirit feels uncomfortable for me, grace will step in. Even if I don't get it right the first time, grace will step in. You'll begin to try new things. You'll begin to hear the unction of the Holy Spirit and you'll begin to feel to capacity. Some of y'all been dealing with depression. Some of y'all been overwhelmed and some of y'all been consumed because you 
you've been living life in your carnal thinking instead of living life in the spirit in which grace can fill you up. My God, my God, my God. See, rules keep you in a place of thinking, if I try this, I'm going to mess up. But grace steps in and says, baby, I got you. I got you. Jesus is going to do for you what the world can't. Jesus is going to do for you what the world can't. My God, we got to get out of here. My God, let me give you just a couple of more scriptures and then we're going to go. I need to back this up in the word. I need to unpack this thing. I need to make sure you understand this thing so that you're not confined to a space. Great. Can I tell you something? It won't let you try nothing. Life by the carnal is not going to let you try nothing. It's going to keep reminding you of your failures. Come on now. It's going to keep reminding you of the places that you messed up. It's going to keep telling you it's impossible. It's going to tell you you'll never walk in what you're supposed to. It's not going to let, let you live in the spirit realm because it was never created so that you could live in the spirit realm. Go to Galatians 5. And four, it says, for if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you've been cut off from Christ. You've fallen away from God's grace. If you're trying to figure out, if you keep living legalistic, if you won't step out, I'm telling you, it's not. That's why some of the people are like, my God, how do they live such a life by faith? How did she walk away from her job? I understand the grace. Because I understand that if I walked away from my job and it wasn't even what God required of me or I misstepped or misheard him, grace steps in and sets that thing aright. Grace steps in and says that I understand that, that even if I step out in the wrong place, grace comes back in and sets the thing right. Even if I make a wrong decision, grace sets in and sets the thing right. Grace sets in. That's where his grace and mercy falls in. He's already given. You ain't ask, You ain't even got to ask him for grace. He's already given it to you. Once you accepted Jesus Christ, you got to receive that you deserve that. You got to know that that's that's what he said about you. Go to Romans 9 and uh, let's go to Romans 9 and 16. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says, so it is God who decides to show mercy. Not man. That's why I don't want to live by this man's system. That's why I don't want to live by the man's system. It says, so it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. It is God who decides. That's why I'm not trying to live by this world system. That's not why I'm trying to live by. It's God who decides mercy. He said, for the scriptures say that God told Pharaoh, I've appointed you for the very purpose of displaying my power in you. Come on, God. Come on, God. Pharaoh didn't have no power. The circumstances, situation ain't got no power. Cancer ain't got no power. Your debt ain't got no power. Your bankruptcy ain't got no power. Your failing marriage ain't got no power. Your runaway child ain't got no power. God said for the speakers to say that God told Pharaoh, I've appointed you for the very purpose of displaying my power in you and to spread my fame throughout the earth. So you see God chooses to show mercy to some and he chooses to harden the hearts of others so that they refuse to listen. Well, then you might say, why does God blame people for not responding? Haven't they simply done what he asked them to do? No, don't say that. Who are you? A mere human being to argue with God. Should the thing that was created to say to the one who created 
Why have you made me like this? When a potter makes jars out of clays, doesn't he have a right to use the same lump of clay to make one for decoration and another to throw garbage into it? In the same way, even though God has the right to show his anger and his power, he is very patient with those on whom his anger falls who are destined for destruction. He does this to make the riches of his glory shine even brighter on those to whom he shows mercy who were prepared in advance for glory. And we are among those whom he selected both from the Jews and from Gentiles. Second Peter tells us you are a royal priesthood, a chosen people. But if you don't understand that you are royal priesthood and a chosen people, then you won't understand the grace. You won't understand the grace. You'll keep being limited and you'll keep being bound by things that shouldn't even bind you, that don't even have authority on you because God is the one that determines who shows mercies mercy to. God is the one that bless you. God is the one that keeps you. God is the one that loves you. God is the one that positions you. God is the one that favor you. It ain't got nothing to do with man. That's it. I'm done. I love y'all. I'm done. I hope you go back and watch this today. Go back and watch this today. Go back. Go back. Rewind this. Make you some notes. Meditate on those scriptures and ask the Lord, show me how to live in your grace because I've been living by my flesh for so long and I've been living in my carnal thinking for so long and it hasn't even allowed me to receive the grace. It hasn't allowed me to receive. Grace is your insurance, baby. Grace is your insurance. I ain't never worried about having a wreck. I ain't worried about getting my kids getting sick. I'm not worried about any of those things because I understand what grace will do. So I can walk bold. I can live bold. I can walk in the things of God because even if I don't get it right, guess what? Grace got it. Grace got it. My righteousness has already did it. Grace got it. So when I fail, the just man falls seven times, but he gets back up. The man who's complete, the woman who's complete in God gets back up. That's why depression can't have no hold on you. Why, my God, that's why anxiety can't have no hold on you. Because you're just, you're complete. You're doing the work. You're in your word. And grace is going to give you the strength that you need. My God, my God, God will not leave you and he will not forsake you. You just got to change your perspective my god you just gotta change your perspective so that you understand and see god and come out of your carnal self and come out of your place and receive the capacity of who god is in your life i love y'all i love you so much see grace ain't gonna have you thinking oh i can't try this because i'm gonna make a mistake especially if you feel the pushing or the urging of the holy spirit the holy spirit don't make mistakes let me tell you the holy spirit the holy spirit will become your teacher He's waiting to become your very best friend. The Holy Spirit is waiting to become your very best friend. Some of y'all need some new friends. He's ready to become your very best friend. The Holy Spirit was sent here on earth to complete this thing for you. And he's waiting to become your very best friend. He just needs you to let him in. I love y'all so, so much. I I'm telling you, your capacity is going to increase when you get revelation of this. Your you you're not going to be afraid to make mistakes. You're not going to be afraid of what people think. You're not going to be afraid to go to the places you need to. You're not going to be afraid to step out in what you need to. I'm promise 
you, you're not. You're not going to be afraid to lean more into the things of God because you understand that God completes you and loves you. God already knew you was going to do all that jacked up stuff from the beginning. He knew that. He saw you and he knew, he knew exactly what to do to lead you to this word today. I love y'all so much. Y'all do me a favor. Go be loved to someone. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.